to stay fit at 30 days to a better compliance program. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I would like to welcome you to an exciting new series I'm putting on each month in 2017. In the month of January, I'm going to go through 30 days to a better compliance program. So each day, I will detail some part of a compliance program that you can utilize to help you improve to have a best practices compliance program for 2017. With the operationalization of compliance mandated by the Department of Justice in the form of their Compliance Council, Wei Chin, and incorporated into the FCPA pilot program announced by the Department of Justice in April 2016, it's more important than ever that you upgrade your compliance program and show how you've operationalized. In this series, I'm going to help you do that. I hope you will enjoy this series. I hope you will join me, and I look forward to this journey with you. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and welcome to Day 6 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. Today, I want to visit with you about incentives and discipline. The FCPA guidance says that in addition to evaluating the design and implementation of a compliance program throughout an organization, Enforcement of that program is fundamental to its effectiveness. This means the compliance program should apply from the board level down to the supply room, and no one should be, be beyond its reach. Both the Department of Justice and the Securities and Exchange Commission will consider whether, when they are looking at a compliance program during an enforcement action, whether a company has appropriate and clear disciplinary procedures, whether those procedures are apply, applied reliably and promptly, and whether they are commensurate with the violation. Many companies have found that publicizing disciplinary actions internally, when appropriate under local law, can have an important deterrent effect, demonstrating that unethical and unlawful actions have sure and swift consequences. When it comes to discipline, there is nothing more important than the fair process doctrine. The fair process doctrine generally says that when you engage in a process that's fair, people will accept the results even if it's not the result that they wanted or they desired. But the key is that the process has to be fair. When it comes to discipline, that means you have to have an impartial umpire making a decision. You have to have the employee who's being disciplined <clears throat> with the right to, uh, if not confront, certainly have the evidence against him refuted by himself or his representatives. When making allegations and presenting evidence, that employee should have the right to have a representative present, whether that be a, another co-employee or uh, outside counsel. And then finally, as I started, uh, said, started off with, having an impartial umpire uh, make a final determination if it's up to and including discipline. Those are generally the parameters of a fair process, but it's the process that's important. So if you have discipline, you need to make sure that the process around it is fair, not simply because someone makes an allegation and an employee is terminated on the spot. The other thing about discipline that many companies seem to forget is that they do not actually discipline employees. There's not a whole lot of point in having a disciplinary process in the history of your company if no one is ever disciplined. 
And one of the things that regulators want to see is that there is discipline levied when appropriate on employees for violation of the code of conduct, a compliance program, or other internal controls. Now, that discipline can be a letter put in a file. It can be a promotion that's delayed. Uh, up can be up to and including termination. But if you've never disciplined anyone for a violation of the code of conduct, I would suggest that uh, simply because you haven't looked or you haven't paid attention or you certainly have not engaged in the activities that you said you would in your code of conduct. So you've got to have discipline. It's got to be fair. And it has to be administered uh, as well. Now let me turn to compliance program incentives. This, for some reason, gives compliance practitioners a lot of trouble. Uh, first of all, around incentives is the question of what should be rewarded and how should it be measured. Well, the first thing is that there are many subjective measurements around employee activities which go into a calculation for a year in discretionary bonus uh, or other incentive forms of compensation. So having a 5, 10, or even 20% dedicated to compliance is not something that's unreasonable. It could be whether they've had their training. It could be whether they've had a clean slate in terms of no violation of the Code of Conduct or your FCPA compliance program or any other of your compliance programs. But if you want to uh, put some specific metrics in place, you could uh, require them to do such thing as senior management, obviously lead by example, and how much time do they com commit to compliance? whether they facilitate and proactively practice in day-to-day -day activities for key compliance constituencies, whether senior management gives specific support initiatives to uh, specific support for initiatives to the CEO, uh, excuse me, to the CCO and compliance function. For middle management, how about the demonstration, facilitation, and proactive practice in day-to-day uh, -day key compliance activities? Support, specific support, for initiatives from the compliance function. Some sort of written communication which uh, communicates cascading down from middle management the requirement that companies do business ethically and in compliance with the company's code of conduct in all laws. Uh, requirements that uh, third parties report to you timely compliance training. If any investigations take place, that there be full protocols cooperated with during the investigation. That your management team meets with the chief compliance officer or other representative from the compliance program. Identify instances of noncompliance and support compliance monitoring and reporting. How about partnering with compliance and resolving compliance issues? Specifically for business development or company sales representatives, certify that all employees and agents and contractors uh, have re all required training and that all expenses are properly accounted for. There's another area that I think is becoming more important, and that's in the area of promotions. Obviously, employees who are um, um, promoted up to senior management 
should receive additional scrutiny. But how about taking a look at them from the compliance perspective? Not simply, it's not simply that they did not engage in a violation, but what have they proactively done for your corporate compliance program? One company I know has a rotation of senior managers or those below the executive leadership team through compliance. And they're given a six-month assignment where they're given one major project within compliance. This is important because it gives exposure to the senior manager around compliance, and then it gives the compliance uh, department exposure to the senior manager. So how about having the senior manager come in uh, and do uh, a regular rotation through compliance with a specific project? He could be evaluated for further promotion along these lines. Also, what about having your compliance department employees seconded out to business units? Uh, this can be an important utilization of um, the tools to get the compliance function burned into the DNA of your company. It also gives the compliance functionary heir who is seconded to the business unit greater exposure to what actually goes on on the field and hopefully will bring back information to you which allows you to enhance your compliance program going forward. So the, um, the use of promotions, I think, is really something that has not been as fully explored as it could have been within the compliance function, but it's something that you can utilize going forward. Uh, if you have need some ideas, I would suggest you go down and have a cup of coffee with your head of HR and uh, tell them that you'd like to incorporate some ideas around promotion and incentives into your compliance program. So what are your three key takeaways for day six on incentives and disciplinary measures. Well, at first is, does your company have a fair process doctrine around discipline? It's really the process, and is it fair? Uh, it, outlining the steps that I have uh, detailed for you. Second of all, discipline. You must have instances where discipline was appropriately administered when the, situ when the situation uh, certainly warranted it. If you've never disciplined an employee in the history of your company around compliance or the code of conduct, uh, I would simply say uh, you really do not have a, a robust uh, disciplinary pro program. And then number three, promotions. Think about rotating uh, senior management, middle management, and even executive management through your compliance program because I think it will give you an opportunity to evaluate them, how they work with your compliance program. It gives your compliance function greater exposure to this level of management, and it helps everyone to understand uh, the views and roles of others. And having that sort of cross-fertilization is something that can only enhance your compliance program. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to Day 6 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to Day 6 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. If you'd like more information on the carrots and sticks issue as it relates to compliance, I would invite you to check out my book, Doing Compliance, which is available through Compliance Week. Also, if you would rate this podcast, if you're listening on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it as it would help our rankings. Finally, if you have any questions, you can contact me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox, and I hope you'll tune in to Day 7, 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.